Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Okay, so your this is multiple choice, right? Multiple choice as to as to what we talk about first. Your choices are A, your new movie, B, <laughs> Seagulls, all thrilling or subjects, or C, the Wimbledon draw. <laughs> I must say, <laughs> all thrilling subjects. <laughs> they could go in any direction. But well, let's leave you... the Wimbledon draw for a minute. So let's let's Ooh. let's do let's do what's happened with Seagulls. Did you get shot on? I just don't. I just don't like them. I just, I find them, I don't know what happens. I'm in Eastbourne on the South Coast. They're really big, sort of not normally big, like genetically modified big. Oh, they're absolutely huge. It looks like they could break I mean, your they're arm. they're horrible, aren't they? A friend of mine was mugged, I don't know if that's a technical word to use, by a seagull that swooped down, clonked her <laughs> I don't on know the if, head. I don't know if you can its... say it's mugged if like... You're not well, like no, a knife no, point or something. No, hang, no, hang on. Listen, listen to what happened here. Right, listen to what happened here. Swooped down, clonked her on her head with its wing. She dropped her sandwich. He, it, she followed down, picked up the sandwich and flew off. So yeah. she was, she was mugged, right? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It's, she it's, was rudely, it, like, the seagull rudely took her sandwich. Oh my word! And this is, I think, is this the only tennis tournament in the world where players, at a certain point in the day, get dive bombed on court by giant seagulls? Well, they like to get involved. But they are huge, really. They're huge. they're no joke. You don't you do. I, what I don't understand is like people still go to the beach and eat food. What are you doing? You don't eat food at the beach. <laughs> you can't. You get completely annihilated. No, but hang on. If you live here, okay, you don't eat food at the beach. You don't walk along eating a sandwich. You can't open a window because a few years ago, I had a window open. I had a shower. I came out and I was eye to eye with a really big seagull sat on my windowsill. What do you do? I remember we talked about it. And I I remember being down in Eastbourne and I left my window open when I went to the tennis because it was so hot that day. <laughs> and I came back and my room was just completely trashed. <laughs> it had been trashed by seagulls. <laughs> so, look. I'm in agreement. Everyone's in agreement with you. They're not. Yeah. They're not pleasant, are they? No, no. That's um, so. I just I needed to address that. I feel I needed to talk about it because yeah. they they it's a bit they, of therapy. They, yeah, they freak me out. I feel better now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just freak me You'll out. You'll be out bit. of Eastbourne soon. Yeah, we got the final. We we are recording this Friday evening. We've got the final tomorrow between Madison Keys and Derek Kasatkina, and then it will be the move to Wimbledon. So your choice is now down to two, your movie. Or the Wimbledon draw. Well, let's do let's do the movie, not a movie first, because <laughs> the Wimbledon draw <laughs> is probably what we want to get stuck into. So we can briefly touch on on the movie. Yes, the trailer dropped. Isn't Very that exciting. exciting? Very not exciting. to be confused with the Netflix trailer with Zendaya in it, because I got a lot of people <laughs> sending me things oh. about that one and uh, issues they had because that's what people are like. And I was like, no, no, that's that's not our one. Um, so, yeah, it was on uh, on my Twitter if you, anybody wants to see it who hasn't seen it. But, um, yes, the trailer is out and it will be released. Look, I don't know where it's going to be released, where and when around the world. In the UK, it's released on Prime. Yeah, when? Uh, on the date? 21st of July. 
so the week after Wimbledon. Ooh, okay. Um, but yeah, globally, I don't. I I just don't know, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, no, but people, so, isn't there that thing that you can use on your computer so you can watch things wherever you are? A VPN. Yeah, you can use a VPN, yeah. but then you've got to there have Amazon Prime in the UK, so it's a bit more difficult. But for those people who are over sort of for the grass court season if they're still around the week after then they can they can watch it but um yes it's gonna be out soon um feedback was pretty positive actually i sort of holding my breath a little bit um because it's difficult because i know that i've worked miracles <laughs> like <laughs> not even you know i there's there's no point in me attempting to be humble about this at all because the conditions that i was working under and in the, look in the most positive ways this is just the tv industry right it's not you know we had barely any time you know barely any budget it was sort of make it look like this person can win the french open um and you know so as i said i know i've done incredibly well considering the conditions but the problem is is that everybody watching at home is not going to know the conditions or care it's very exciting, and I remember when you messaged me and you sent me the trailer, and the not that you don't normally get excited. Okay, right. The two things you in recent time have got genuinely excited about are this movie slash not a movie, and Casper Ruud and his suitcase. They, <laughs> they you are, saw they it. Are, you drove past it. You drove past my house. Not only have I seen Casper Ruud and his Samsonite suitcase, but I've been working with Naomi Brody this week, who has been invited to a Ruud Samsonite event. Ooh. And you go to the event and you leave with a Casper Ruud Samsonite suitcase. Very nice. Very nice. But it was a good advert, wasn't it? Because I sent you a picture of it. And then I think you literally drove down that road and, and saw it. I think it's only at the bottom of my road. I feel like he's stalking me. No, there's no, no, because um, I was speaking to Anki Othwong, the Billie Jean King Cup captain for Great Britain. And she'd seen the advert yeah, because, near her because, as well. Yeah, because Anne lives around the corner from me. <laughs> Yes, but I didn't That's see it what... where you saw. I yes, saw it. You did. I saw it somewhere else. I don't. Think I you... saw it elsewhere. Honestly, it's I've a very, it's a, it's a of... targeted. You know, this targeted marketing now is targeted specifically to to my address. <laughs> but we were even talking, saying it's quite it's quite random in many ways. Yes, you might look up and say, "Oh, there's a I don't know a nice looking lad with a suitcase," but there's not an awful lot of people who are going to know who that lad with the suitcase is. That's why I got so excited. Is, is this Casper Ruud transcending tennis like Federer did? Is this what this no, is? No, it's don't a know. suitcase. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. But honestly, the most excited I've heard you, and I don't want people to think you don't get excited, was about Casper wow, really. suitcase <laughs> and about your your movie slash TV series, which I've got to say the trailer. I mean, it's good, isn't it? It's exciting. I mean, I kind of want to know. Well, you've kind of, kind of told me what happens in the story, but I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's what the trailer's for. Um, yeah, no, really, I, I genuinely am just very proud of it. We had a press junket yesterday. I couldn't be there because I was at Wimbledon qualifying. Um, you know, it's a busy season. It's a busy time of year. And obviously they want to do everything around the grass court season. So, um, yeah, like it's just... Really, really proud of the work that we've done, and I think the trailer looks fantastic. And it's a, uh, it's amazing to think where we started and where we've ended up. So yeah, I'm just hopeful that it goes down well, you know, and that uh, I mean the trailer seemed to go around down well. My tweet went viral. What, what, how, what do you classify as viral? What is viral? Well, I don't know. It was just abnormal, right? Like, I mean, I, I, oh, I, so maybe it wasn't viral. It was abnormal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if it isn't, isn't it viral abnormal? <laughs> possibly okay the tweet was abnormal (laughs) how exciting it's it and it looked i know it's not a movie but it looked like a movie the trailer looked like a movie i didn't come away if i hadn't known it wasn't a movie it looked like a movie 
doesn't it? Well, isn't uh, it? Yeah, we, yeah, I suppose there's nothing in there to say that it's a TV series, but it's it's a very long movie because it's six episodes of forty five minutes, so that's five hours. Oh wow! So it's a five hour oh, long yeah, movie. That's... that's like Lord of the Rings or something. I mean, we're getting into yeah, no, that that's a long. Movie. No, I'm I'm very excited. I am going to be in Madrid the week after Wimbledon working. So you'll have but... to get a VPN so you can watch it. I don't understand how to do it. I tried it once and it didn't work. Or I'll just save it till when I get back and I've got a little bit of time Yeah. and I'm I'm going to watch it. You mentioned there, though, you couldn't go to the press thingy because you were at Qualies. How has Wimbledon qualified? Because I imagine Wimbledon qualifying is is a really happy, sad, emotional experience with all the kind of stories that are unfolding. Yeah, well, the last day, I mean, I loved it. I was there for the four days commentating and the last day was just amazing. And actually, I came off of commentary and I was doing all the post-match interviews. So the challenge was to get every single post-match interview of every qualifier. But if you think we have 18 courts going at the same time, I'm not exaggerating, it's just 18 courts. And... You know, you've got three that are a game away, spread over quite a large area. So we were just sprinting around. Our, our poor cameraman <laughs> had a 20 kilo camera on his shoulder. <laughs> and we just for five hours were just running everywhere, trying to find everybody and, and stuff. So, But the interviews were so good, so emotional, so, yeah. Yeah, just um, I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was great. And we had so many new qualifiers. At the beginning of the day, there were 37 of the 64 players competing um, that had never been to the Wimbledon main draw before. And so every I felt like my first six, seven interviews were like, wow, first time in the main draw. How excited are you? So everybody was just completely buzzing. Um, so, yeah, it was very, very cool. I imagine the challenge, though, when you're there doing the interviews is is knowing all the stories because it can be so emotional. You find someone that's tried for years and years or something's happened to someone or this is dedicated to someone else. And Because when you get to the main draw, we know these guys and girls. And if you're you're following someone, you can say, oh, right, they've done this and they've come through this. But a number, and look, there were some massive names in qualifying who did and didn't make it. But it's those little stories of those who maybe aren't as well known and you're suddenly being go to this court, run over there, that person's won. And you just, it's quite a challenge, isn't it? Because you want to be asking the right things to to get their Wimbledon qualifying story out of them. Yeah, and and I can tell you that I've never, ever done so much research for a day of work in my (laughs) life. I researched 64 players because (gasps) that's how many we're playing. And you're right, you know, you and, and a lot of them were really new faces, loads of young players coming through. It was uh, it was amazing. And you need, and as I say, you literally get sort of, it's match point on court seven and you run over. So you can't look anything up. You just run over, you walk on and you do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, you need to be able to, you need to know, like, is it their first time at Wimbledon? Um, you know, for example, I interviewed Storm Hunter formerly Storm Sanders, um, who was, uh, she qualified. She qualified for the first time, but it was her first time in the singles main draw because she reached the semi-finals of the doubles in 2021. So you, you want to be able to say, so for everybody else, I was saying it's your first time in the main draw. Um, you know, but for Storm, I said, oh, it's your first time in the singles main draw. Um, you know, just stuff like that. I think it really makes players um, loosen up a little bit more and I think feel positive because you know they don't like it if you're sort of making statements that are possibly not accurate and then we had like Max Martyr and I was like this is the seventh time you've qualified for a Grand Slam you know we had Radu Albot who's been this is his seventh Hasn't year his in the main draw been there? 
Oh yeah, his, his kid was there with his, media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yep. there with you know his biggest fan, and you had somebody who got in last year was a lucky loser. You also you know so you want to know their record at the tournament at Grand Slams, you know, so you understand how big of a moment this is for them. But then you also need to know like have they had a tough year? Have they been injured? Has anything happened? Like yeah, you know, exactly. you know what's exactly. the deal? Somebody like Kaya Yuvan, um, you know, she lost her father in November and then has really struggled through the beginning of the season, taken a bit of time off, has tried to play and it's been difficult um and really is now sort of getting things back together again um and she qualified and she shouldn't be in qualifying she was actually an alternate for qualifying didn't expect to even get in because her rankings dropped so much because she's been not competing while she's been grieving and um you know so you you need to understand that there's i mean i'm not going to ask her about her dad straight away but you know you need to understand that you know you've had a really tough year all of those sorts of things so yeah you you've got to be really on it but yeah, i researched 64 players i had to have you know at least a couple of lines on on both of them so that we could have a good chat and uh yeah it was amazing it was uh yeah incredible stories the best react well we had two best reactions um there was a one player um, just let out the biggest squeal of delight, uh, Celine Naif, the uh, Swiss player. I mean, it, you could just hear it round the grounds. It was just pure joy, almost like a childish joy, and that was uh, that. Yeah. That was just amazing. And then there was a big reaction from uh, one of the players, and I, I cannot remember who it was. Let me just have a quick look. It was um, oh. We had 64 of oh, them. Stevanovic. So there was yeah, a lot. exactly. It was Natalia Stevanovic. <laughs> and she had the biggest smile because she lost in the last round of qualities last year. She's totally heartbroken. Um, and you know, she's fi- finally done it. So anyway, it was brilliant. I was just getting emotional. I was just trying to keep it together myself. But yeah, it was awesome. Well, these are these wonderful stories. If you're qualifying for the first time and financially for these players, yes, okay, we had a Eugenie Bouchard in the drawer and financially she's fine and it's not what it's about for her. But for some of these players, you know, the money you can make if you qualify, what is it, something like £50,000 for the first round, you know, that can make a massive difference if they want to hire a coach permanently or can pay for travel expenses or, you know, things like that. So as well with the prestige of qualifying for Wimbledon, it's that financial reward that these guys and girls are working so hard for that can make a massive difference. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, we also had a couple of youngsters as well. The final round, we had Mira Andreva, the 16-year-old sensation. I mean, she's a sensation. She's so good. She had a lovely chat with her. She's never played a single match on grass. No juniors, no nothing. She's never set foot on grass until... She came to Wimbledon qualifying. She's oh, played she's three so matches, good. won oh, three she's... matches. Um, and so I said to she's her, so you know, I was like, oh, is it going to literally be your first time at the Wimbledon main site? Have you ever been there before as a spectator? You were never there as a junior. Because you've got to remember, so for her, the difficulty was last year she wasn't able to compete because she was Russian in the juniors. Um, the year mm-hmm. before that, uh, I think she was an alternate, didn't get in. And the year before that, I mean, she would have been too young and wouldn't have got in anyway, but 2020 was COVID year, so there was no Wimbledon. So there's a lot of players that have, you know, not really been able to... If you're Russian, that year plus the COVID year, you've you basically not really played on grass over the past three, four years. It's pretty extraordinary. So, um, yeah, so that was really cool. And then you had the other 16-year-old, Brenda Frivatova, who, by contrast, um, got tight, setting a break up, got tight. 
and uh, and lost in that in that final round of qualifying. I mean, look, she's going to be in the main draw. It's not going to be very long, but a uh, bit of a learning process for her. But yeah, watch out for Andreva. Oh no, she's she's incredible, and she talks so well. I think that's what we forget. You talked about you know the young ones and and with COVID and for the Russians and Belarusians not being able to come over here to play on the grass last year. But I remember post-COVID being at Eastbourne and speaking to Bianca Andreescu, who just said, look, with, with the pandemic and the fact that this grass season is so small, I'm I'm new to this surface. And, and we know the challenges of grass and been speaking to the players here in Eastbourne this week about, and Eastbourne's slightly different because, well, they were described as hurricane winds by Madison Keys this week, but the differences and the adjustments that they have to make. And they've all come in saying, it's just such a small time. If if you don't get it, you're not going to get it again till next year because that's it. It's done and, and off and off you go again. So there is there is a lot of pressure to come in and get it right. And some of those younger players have missed out on years because we had the pandemic. And then, as it were, for the Russians and, and Belarusians, they could play obviously tournaments outside of the UK last year, which Derek Kasatkina did, but they couldn't play over here in the UK. So we had the draw this morning. It started at 10 o'clock. It was live streamed. Uh, I was watching it on the train. Were you? I was watching. I was preparing for the semis at Eastbourne while watching it and keeping an eye, sort of trying to keep eyes and ears everywhere. Um, Right. Where do you want to start? Men or women? Let's start with the women. Let's start with the women's. Sorry, I didn't have start my microphone anywhere near my face then. Start with the women. No, that, that, it's almost no, start with the women. It's like I should women. learn about broadcasting. Women. Um, <laughs> now we've got right. So we can break. We can we can pull out some some ties of the round. We can also split it into sort of top and bottom half. So if you're looking at the top half, I'm just going to read out some names to you here in the top half. And it's not to say these are the names that are going to get the job done, but in terms of the standout names, the seeds. Shiontek leads away at the top. Now, she had to pull out of her semi-final in Bad Homburg in Germany because of a fever and what she thought might be food poisoning. Oh, that's the other thing before we get into the draw. It's a tricky one, these tournaments in the week before a Grand Slam, because you don't want to risk anything. If you've got a niggle, if there's a worry, you do not want to risk not being able to take up your place in Wimbledon, French Open, Australian Open, US Open. Yeah, and it's difficult, isn't it? Because you then sort of want to be like, look, don't play the week before a slam if you're not going to be able to complete the event. However, you you know, you don't necessarily know you're going to go deep. I mean, Madison Keys could have lost in the first round of Eastbourne, but here she is in the final. Um, So you don't you don't know how it's going to play out, but it it is difficult and it is a bit annoying um, that players you know, pull out the, the week before slams. You know, Osaka went through a phase of doing that. She did it quite a few times. Um, I think quite a few times. People might have a go at me and it might have only been like twice or something, but um, possibly in quick succession the week before uh, a slam. But um, yeah, it's it's difficult. You've got to be fit and healthy. I mean, and I obviously it's a grand slam and you might look at, a lot of players and think well are you really going to win Wimbledon like do you really need to be as fresh as possible the money is just so colossally like double triple quadruple that I can't I don't even know what comes next (laughs) it's so much more (laughs) than you're getting anywhere else it's that that's your living you have to bank the four grand slams that gives you your base for the year and then everything else is sort of uh, on top yeah no absolutely 
Right, so the top half, I'm just going to throw some names out here. We can discuss these names, see who we think is going to go deep from the top half. Igishion Tick at the top. We've got um, deep. Petra Martic, who I, <laughs> thank you, uh, who I've been watching this <laughs> <Move> week. <on. laughs> a veteran on the set. Well, I'm going to give you the names, then we can sort of go back to a few of them. Just, let me just rattle off. Petra Martic, just been watching her. Magdalenette, Barbora Stritzva, who I think is going to be fifth or sixth tournament back since she had her son. Belinda Bencic, Kasakina, who, when people listen to this may or may not be the Eastbourne champion. Victoria Azarenka, Elise Mertens, Venus Williams, who will face Alina Svitolina. Coco Goff, Sophia Kennan, who came through qualifying. Sloane Stevens, Carolyn Garcia, who did have a lot of strapping, a lot of strapping on her right shoulder, and she retired. And Annette Kontovit playing her final ever tournament. Yeah. And uh, I think you forgot Caroline Garcia. No, I said Garcia. That's the one with oh, the strapping sorry. on her shoulder. Oh, sorry, sorry. Fair enough. I was just expecting that her to come the... last because she's at the bottom of oh, that no, section. I th- well, I thought I'd end with Kontovit just because it's... Um, we had an interview with her on Five Live the other day talking about... And it's the, the problem in her back. It's the pressure. She can't train. She can't play as she would want to. And, and she, she sounded quite at peace with the decision. But when you think she's a former world number two and that season that she had, it's... Uh, she says she might look to, to do something within the sporting world in, in some sense. But, uh, yeah, it's it's... It's quite sad and it's quite emotional that the net Contevit's career has been cut short. Yeah, it is. Um, it's amazing that she's even playing, but as you say, it's just the the consistent, the persistent nature of it all, and the fact that it's a chronic issue that's just not not going to go away. I mean, yeah, former world number two, she's phenomenal, and it always felt like she just never quite, uh, even though she got to number two in the world. But we never saw her there for a long period of time. It was such a roller coaster of a of a yeah. career, so so much potential, and I think for the whole of her career, we felt like it's just got to come together. It's j- just coming together, and you know. And as yeah. I say, she did get to number two in the world, so it did come together, but it felt quite brief. Um, so we feel a little bit robbed from of of you know her peak really. Um, what's interesting to me in this half is you've got Coco Goff. Yep. A lot of people talking about Coco Goff to win the title, and I'll say the same thing that I said at the French Open. That forehand cannot cannot survive the big strikers, especially not on grass. I just don't see it, personally. Well, you know, I tell you what, I tell you what, I watched her against Keys today, and Keys had the power to exploit it, and the forehand was breaking down. Goff had come comfortably through the draw, but there was no one who had the power to draw the errors and cause problems on the forehand side, but against Keys today, we did start to see the Goff forehand Breakdown. Yeah, and and it will. You know, a striker like Keys, it just it will. Um, and a, a Keys, a Rebekina, a Sabalenka, they would have to be playing below their level for Goff to be able to win those matches. That's that's my my personal opinion. However, saying that, it's not all bad news for the Coco Goff fans because there are not many big hitters in the top half. Okay, you've got Siontek. She's not really a big hitter, but she's a very fast player. We know she's a little unproven yeah. on the grass, although. She won Junior Wimbledon. It's not like she can't play on it. It's just taking her a little bit more time because we just don't get much time on the grass. But I cannot pick out a player in that top half that I go, they can overwhelm the Coco Goff forehand, with the exception of Sviontek playing very well. Um, So she could, she really could find herself in the final again. I don't know if there's anyone else leaping out to you that can maintain the right level of that pace. I don't know. Now... 
I'm a little bit thinking about that. What about Garcia? I, I actually, a couple of days ago, was thinking, how about Garcia to go deep at Wimbledon? Then I saw all that shoulders dropping. And then I was stuck between how much of that is precautionary because of Wimbledon, how much of that is there is a real problem with that shoulder. But she hits big. She's been playing consistency. And she's in that, that bottom little chunk around Coco Golf. If Garcia were to play incredibly well, then um, she could um, absolutely overwhelm Goff, but I think there's really not a lot of margin. She would have to be playing the gas, the level that we yeah. saw from Garcia at the Tour Finals last year. It has to be peak Garcia. It, that could happen because we've we've had glimpses of it over the past year. She's here at the, as the fifth seed. She has a huge amount of points, um, but as she wouldn't meet Goff until the semi-finals, so that you know, would she get tight? Would she be able to perform to her best? I don't know. Look, Swiatek for me is still the favourite, of course, to come through that half. But I do think it's interesting because we had a long chat um, Wimbledon qualifying. I was talking with Andrew Castle and and John Lloyd and and about about Coco Goff's chances. And I just thought, well, if there's a big hitter around, I mean, look, she's got Sophia Kennan in the first round. Goff could go out first round. I watched Kennan play in the qualifying. She looked very good. Like she looked very, very good. She had to beat Taylor Townsend in the last round of qualifying. That could be a quarter final in the main draw. Absolutely wow. bonkers. Wow. She yeah. beat her in straight sets and she looked locked in. She looked far more consistent and together than, than we've seen from her before. So that is a potential first round exit for Goff. I really do think so. I mean, if you're telling me who I think is going to win that match, I think Goff's going to win that match. But there is definitely an upset alert alarm going off on that. So, um, look, things in this section, I, you know, I tend to agree. I think looking good for Sviontek, looking good for Goff, um, as long as she can get through that first round. Interesting, Garcia, possibly a Vekic. She loves the grass. It yeah, feels quite yeah. open, the bottom, the second quarter. Venus Williams against Lena Svitolina. I'm not tipping either to win the title, but how about that for a for a first round match? Yeah, I know. It's it's great and sort of unfortunate at the same time, isn't it? Because it yeah, means one yeah, of them has to go out and yeah. we don't want either one of them to go out. Um, and, you know, look, Venus came back and she's winning matches. So, um, oh, I don't know. I feel like Switzerland is probably going to be too consistent and move too well after her run at the clay. But grass is not her favourite surface. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Like, I mean, it's always great to watch Venus play on the grass. It's funny. I've, I've really, you're looking at the draws and what I've done is picked out names from the top and bottom half. And, and my bottom half list of names is a lot longer. So here we go. Yes. It's a, look, long and short of it is a good draw for Sviontek. Yes. She's got a great half. She has a great half. In the bottom, Anjibur, Bianca Andreescu. And this is not everyone. Karolina Pliskova, Petra Kvitova, Beatrice Haddad-Meyer. Haddad-Meyer had a, a lower leg injury. She had to pull out of Eastbourne. Christopher pulled out because everything she had done in Berlin winning the title. We've got Tatiana Maria, who we know plays well on gloss. Yelena Ostapenko, who pulled out with dizziness from Eastbourne. We've got Elise Corne that likes to cause problems to the big players. We've got the Wimbledon champion there, then Maria Sakkari, Marta Kostuk, Paula Badosa, who's been, I think, at Boodles, warming up with Sitsipas on the grass there. Madison Keys, who may or may or not be the new Eastbourne champion. Andriva, I just put her in there because I think she's fabulous. Krichikova who was runner-up in Birmingham, Niemeyer, who I know, I think she got slightly injured, was it, in Berlin? But we know what she can do on grass. And Arena Sabalenka. I don't know if you want to add any more names to the ones I've picked out there from that bottom half. It's absolutely stacked. It is very (laughs) bottom-heavy. 
<laughs> That's what it is. This is a pear-shaped drawer. And, uh, yeah, so many plate people. There's no way of knowing who's coming through. Absolutely no way of knowing. I mean, we can pick out the absolute favourites, of course. Jabur, Rybakina, Kvitova, Sabalenka. I think they're the out-and-out favourites from that half. But you have some really, really big threats in there as well. Um yeah, it's fascinating. A tough opener for Rebecca against Shelby Rogers, that actually. That'd be that'd be fascinating. Actually, you know, it dawned on me today. What a privileged position. Look, she'd probably argue she would have preferred to have the points last year, but you're coming back as the Wimbledon champion and you have no points to defend. You don't yeah, have two thousand yeah. points coming off. You don't have Isn't that, that extraordinary? Pressure. You're you're yeah. coming so you, surely you just get to enjoy it you just get to turn up and be like if i lose first round who cares i won the thing last year it, it literally makes no difference to me i'm still the third seed i'll be the third seed like that's it that's quite cool it's going to be interesting to see she said it was the virus that she hadn't shaken off since roland garris the reason she had to withdraw before her opener in eastbourne hopefully it was just for precautionary reasons but it, it's it's going to be interesting beatrice had admire i mean she'd swept up on the grass a couple of titles since she nottingham birmingham last year this year hasn't yeah. been as successful but she's she's got a big game it works well on the surface there's just there's just there's just dangers everywhere you look at in terms of i just picked out some first round matches maria sakari against marta kostiuk carolina mukova the roland garros finals against Yuli Niemeyer, um, I did pick out the Venus Williams match, the Coco Goff match. You mentioned Elena Rabakina. So the question is, if we're saying Shiontek is not going to sail through, but will be pretty happy with that top half, who you have in, who you have, who do you have in the bottom half getting to the latter stages? Narrow it down As a I bit. Say, Narrow I mean, it down. <sighs> Come on. I mean, I picked those few. Yeah, um, I want fewer. Well, I might actually, I might actually pick somebody who's not in that few. Yeah, no, do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, it's, it's so difficult. Um, I mean, Rebecca has played so consistently well, and I got very excited on a pod not long ago because when you get the big hitters playing consistently, that is really exciting. It means you can sort of bank on them a fair amount. They're not going to have that match off where they just sort of miss a lot. Sabalenka, of course, has got a lot more consistent. I mean, wouldn't that be great to have that as a semi-final? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know, really. I feel like it's not necessarily going to be who we expect. Um, so, yeah. You know, I don't know. Ostapenko, Keys, Kvitova. Oh, I, 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 saw, I read I'm drawn to Kvitova. You know, at the end of this, I'm going to ask for your finalists and your winner. Right, you know that, okay? Mm. So you're going to have to narrow it down from the kind of 10 you got going on right now. <laughs> Although I think I had I think I had 3 for Roland Garros. <laughs> Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. We're moving on to the men. Here we go. Um, let's start with the... Wow, I wrote a lot of names down for the top half of the men's draw. Okay, I'm just going to throw out some names here. Let's see how... We, oh, God, I have written a lot of names. So men's top half, the very, very top is the Queen's champion, Alcaraz. I've got Jarry in there. I've got Zverev, Berrettini, who faces Sonigo, Dimonor, TFO, Dimitrov, 
Alejandro Davidovich Fikina. I'm not saying all these people are going to win it. I'm just picking out people. Runa Raonic. Milos Raonic is back. Yay, um, Milos. <laughs> Tommy Paul, Cam Norrie, Sebi Corda, Ben Shelton. Andy Murray gets Ryan Penniston as a first rounder. And then Dominic Team against Stefanos Tsitsipas. Oh, I, I was watching that one come out live. I couldn't watch all of the draw, but I did yelp. On the train, that little section, because it was Penniston against Murray, and for me being British, it was sort of a, like, you know, that was an interesting draw. And then followed by Team Zitzpass was uh, pretty extraordinary. Um, yes, it is a, a little weightier, this half, isn't it? Um, what, are you, what are you asking? Who's going to go deep? Who's going to go deep? Yeah, who, who's standing out for you? And it might be a name that I haven't written down there, but who for you? I mean, how are you feeling about Alcaraz now? He's like, oh, wow, the light bulb moment at Queen's. He's like, oh, grass, this is all right, isn't it? But yeah. we had um, Sebi Corder saying, I think I'm one of the favourites. And we've had TFO winning a title and saying, yeah, you know what? I think I could go deep there as well. And Holger Rune is always going to be full of confidence. So where are you kind of sat with that section of the draw? Yeah, pretty pretty set on Alcaraz really um oh yeah okay to be honest uh, coming through that I'm I mean watch out for a big run from Cam Norrie last year's semi-finalist um I think he's got a really good section he has a, a tricky one against Sebastian Corda um that could potentially be in the third round they might meet so you think you think Norrie comes through against Corda I don't know I think he could okay I, th- I really, I think he could with the British crowd. I think we could get an elevated performance from Norrie, um, and then that's the sort of the, that's the Sitsipas section. And you know, Steph's been all over the place, really. Um, he's in love. That's why he's all over the place. He's in love. <laughs> well, it might be the case. It might not be. I don't know when he fell in love. Who knows? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to hazard a guess. Um, but that could be interesting, though, as a seed. You know, for Andy Murray, if he can get past the the Brit, the wild card, which we're expecting him to, to get to the second round, to take on Sitsipas, that could be interesting. We've had a very shaky Sitsipas recently. It will be on centre court. There'll be a feisty British crowd. It will be in the evening. And I could see that that could be an upset. Um, I think... Um, it's fascinating because when you're playing against the high seeds, you've got obviously the the carrot. If you beat them, then Murray takes the fifth seed position. That is exceptional. And then suddenly a, a deep run, a good draw is a bit more likely. So um, that could be pretty epic. Berrettini is not the Berrettini of recent times. And he faces Lorenzo Sonigo, which is a tough one in the first round. We've also got Alex de Menor, finalist in Queens up there, Francis Tiafo with his title and, and, and full of confidence. I mean, it's, I mean, everywhere you look, there's just, I think, I think it's great. Yes, I know we're going to come down to the same conclusion. I know we're both going to pick the same winner of Wimbledon. Well, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm 99% sure we are both. Some days I think, why are we going through this? Because I have a feeling we both know who's going to win Wimbledon. I, don't, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But saying that, if we just look at the top half of the draw, we've got players in form. We've got young players who believe. We've got, I, I don't know, I think, and I'm really happy to see Milos Raj. I know he doesn't love the grass and everyone assumes he should love the grass. And he had that awful slip a few years ago in the injury. But I'm quite happy to see Milos Raonic back. Yeah, definitely. He's great. Former finalist. Big serve. Let's let's do it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, everybody's going to be fighting it out, but um, yeah, there's some, there's some. I don't know. It's interesting if you're somebody like an Andy Murray. I think it, it's it's a really interesting 
section. I think also a Seb Corder. Now only one of them can get through to the fourth round. But, you know, a Seb Corder, I think it's really interesting for a Cam Norrie. You know, there's a lot of players in there, a lot of big names who don't necessarily love the grass. You know, watch out for, you know, Grigor Dimitrov. You know, he could be tricky if he finds some form. Yeah. Hmm. So... Bottom half, my list is my list is a, is a wee bit shorter than the bottom, not by much to be honest. But here we go, throwing names out. Feel free to add more. I don't want anyone to be like they didn't mention this person. I'm just throwing names out. Yannick Sinner, who I think opened up with Djokovic centre court, didn't they? They kind of warmed it up together. Um, I've got Dan Evans in that. I know he doesn't have the form that he would want coming into this, but throwing in some British names. Taylor Fritz, who went out early in Eastbourne. I think he lost, yeah, lost to Mackenzie McDonald. Borna Chorit, Denis Shapovalov. We have Kasper Rude and his golf clubs and his Samsonite suitcases. We've got Andre Rublev. We've got David Goffin, wild card against Nick Kyrgios. We've got Bublik, who won a title on the grass recently, beating Rublev in the final. Felix Ogelia, Seam, Lorenzo Massetti, John Isner, Hubert Herker, Stan Wawrinka, and at the very bottom, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic's got to be happy, hasn't he? Really. I think that's it's gone gone as <laughs> well as, as, well, as well as you could imagine. I mean, potential fourth round against Lorenzo Musetti or Hubert Hercatch, but, you know, Musetti, yeah, he's much more comfortable on the clay. Hercatch, of course, loves the grass. Is it going to be good enough to upset Djokovic? Can't see it. Just can't see it. I don't know whether we're getting into territory of how they used to play Wimbledon 100 years ago, where it was just the winner turned up for the final. And everybody else just fought it out, and it was just to earn a place to play against Djokovic in the final because it it feels a little ominous, doesn't it? I mean, he's the heavy favourite here. Heavy, heavy from what you, I don't know how much you saw of Alcaraz at Queens, and I know we have the memories of Alcaraz at Roland Garros, and, and admitting that he cramped because he was nervous. He was facing Djokovic on the stage. He was facing him on. So people, I don't know whether the player himself will have that in the back of his mind, but people will. How much of a challenge do you think Alcaraz can pose Novak Djokovic on the grass courts of Wimbledon? Should that be the case and should this be the final? He can pose him a challenge, especially if he's made the final. Then he's obviously playing very well because that's when he will meet Djokovic. He's in the final. He can pose him a challenge. I... I Honestly, I'm I'm going to go out there a little bit and say that I don't think he can really pose a proper threat because if he plays him in the final, it's a Grand Slam final, which is much more pressurised <laughs> than the round. What was it? Was it quarters yeah. they play? Quarters they play at the French? Yeah. yeah. Quarters in the French. Um, that is much different. It's on his least favourite surface. I mean, look, he can play very well on the grass. He will play very well on the grass. He'll probably win Wimbledon one day. But... You know, everything's working against him here. Everything was working for him at the French and everything's working against him. You know, I, I, I don't think they're going to be going into that match with it feeling even at all. It's going to be, OK, let's see what Alcaraz can do here, which unfortunately is what it's like for everyone. OK, so let's start with the men. So I, I think we both know our winner, but who will our winner be facing in the final? Who does Novak Djokovic face? In the final, as he looks for his 24th Grand Slam title, his eighth Wimbledon title to, to match Roger Federer's men's record. Who have you got? Andy Murray! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> now, why do wow. you act as if I'm joking? That's because not fair. I was looking. No, it, no but I, I have to say, I, I would love that. I would, I would love that as much as you. But there was the. 
And Andy Murray's done so well. He didn't quite get his seeding, but and he won those two challenger events. But you kind of have to remind yourself they were challenge events. You see what I mean? Like after you won those two, and it's great, you've got the matches in your leg and and you're winning matches, but there was a ripple of, oh, well, ma, wow, good for Wimbledon, which it will be, but maybe he can go really deep and win Wimbledon, which I don't think he can do because we saw against Dimonor first round of Queen's, the level changed and I know it's different it's it's over five sets he's got the experience it's Wimbledon there'll be the crowd he's got the muscle memory of being there doing that winning it but if you look at Murray what he would have to do and who he would have to beat to get to the final I just I just think I, I think I've been I feel like I've been really harsh and I'm not I just yeah I, I can't I can't I think if he gets the fourth round it will be very 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 good very very good it will, it will, yes, of course it will. Um, but he has, he's got a reasonably, he's got a lot of opportunity in the draw, which is excellent. So that's, that's good. That's what we want for somebody like Andy. Um, if you're Sebastian Corda, yeah, I think you've got to be feeling like this is it. This is the time. I mean, I don't know whether he's got the metal in in those mm. big moments, but really, you look at this, and it should be Seb Corda coming through to the semi-finals to play Alcaraz, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of the level, we know that Korda can play on the grass. Now, I think Alcaraz beat Korda at Queen's. Um, I was watching a bit of that. You know, yeah, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It's difficult. Very, very difficult. I mean, I, we have two players in Djokovic and Alcaraz playing so significantly better than everybody else. So it's just yeah. so, like, how, how do you pick somebody else? But I'd, I'd like to see, see Corder in the semis. I, th- I think um, I, I was looking at that. And, and for people saying, what about Kyrgios? He says he's the only man that can beat Djokovic at Wimbledon. He would if he was fully fit and had matches in his legs. The problem is he, he hasn't and he isn't. So I think that yeah. will be... Not this year. Yeah, not this year, but, you know, maybe maybe one year. And I was exactly... I was going to say Corder in the final to face Djokovic. It's, and then you're drawn back to Alcaraz and seeing how he... He he's like a sponge, isn't he? Figures things out so quickly. As you saw him at Queens, like wasn't it like his third grass court event. You're like, oh right, you get it. Well done, <laughs> so, done it really well. Mm. Um, I'm going to have three. Corder be- would have to put like not put a foot wrong. I, I want to not put a foot wrong in that semi final to win. Can I have three people in the final again? Nope. Yes. You always okay. do. I, yeah, I think it. I'm going to have Djokovic against Alcaraz and Corder. <laughs> I, I can't. Djokovic will still win. Yeah, no, yes. He'll oh, yes. still win playing both of them. Djokovic, he's going to play both of them at the same time and he's going to win. So to, to the ladies, to the women, who do you have yeah. in it? Is it? Is it? Well, it's your turn it? to go first oh, you this time. I the men. Everyone's yeah. going to... Oh. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm I'm just slightly thrown about all these niggles and pulling out and withdrawings and I don't know how how true or how serious or how ah. I think Ostapenko is a dark horse absolutely um you know when she's on it I mean she makes me laugh and she's just unstoppable Kvitova I know what you mean she's got she's got that title coming in she's got those five matches under her belt she's looking good she knows what it's like to win here why have I started in the difficult half of the draw why didn't I start in the top half? Go to the top half. Um, I, I want to back Garcia. I want to back Garcia. She had a lot of strapping. She had a lot of you strapping know I like it. on her shoulder. There, the, the shoulder strapping was intense. Um, but I, I'm mm. going to... I'm going... That There are still frailties in the Shantek game on grass. Although she has looked pretty good in Germany until obviously getting the fever and the food 
poisoning. I, I'm going to go Garcia in the front. I'm just, I'm just going to try and be a little bit different. I'm going to have Garcia against Rabakina, and I'm having Rabakina defending the title. Hmm. Rabakina hmm. defending the title. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Really? Oh, well, really? I love Sabalenka, but I just... Rabakina, she's as cool as a cucumber. In those situations, she's as she cool is, as yeah. a cucumber. And as long as that virus isn't too bad and it doesn't flare up, then I, I don't see... And she knows how to do it. She's done it before. I, I don't see what would stop her. Or who? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Who? Right. Okay. <laughs> Over to you. I've, I've, got a bit of, I've got a bit of a shout. I did mention her briefly earlier. But I am... I'm going to go... Maybe not for the final. Oh. Possibly. Donna Vekic. Ew, wow. Like it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Final in Berlin, losing to Kvitova. But even before knowing that form, she's she loves the grass and she has a really, really good draw. Very favourable draw, I think. Um, you know, I think she can get on a run. And I feel like with Vekic, if she's going to get to like fourth round type of thing, you know, because Garcia is her seed, and I could absolutely see Vekic being a real nuisance. She's got very flat strikes, really loves the grass. She could absolutely disrupt the Garcia don't, game. Don't go knocking out. Um, don't go knocking out could... my finalist. Come on. Well, she's going to have to. She's going to have to. Um, so yeah, whether she makes the final or not, I could sort. I, I can see Donna in the semis. That's what I can see. Um, and then to play Goff or Sviontek. Um, but I think Donna could really get in at them as well. Um, I feel we've still got an you know awful what? lot of I've... players. Right, come on. I need do, you know what is, do you know what? I need what's two. amazing? Right, okay, fine. Okay, I, I'm going to say top half. Yeah. In the final. Who's going to be in the oh, final for the top half? I was, just, I was just about to do it. I was just about to do it. Um, well, you're changing your mind. You've stalled. You've stalled. You're changing your mind. I have stalled. <gasps> I'm changing my mind between two players. It's, it's going to be Goff or Sviontek and I can't, I can't decide. So, but... So, um, oh, okay, yeah. okay, right. Which one? Okay, I'm going to go Goff. I'm going to say she's going to make the final. And do you know what? Hang on, you've People... just we've had the forehand stuff and the bits and pieces, and and she's in the final. Well, yeah, because I said there's no one in the top half who can break apart a forehand. No mm. one. Okay. Right. Possibly Sviontek, but I don't know about on the grass. Um, if she was in the bottom half, Goff would not be getting past the third round. Right. But okay. Yeah. That's just that's how that's how it's fallen. Oh, okay. I think that's a terrible call now that I've made it. When, uh, <laughs> in, the, in the bottom half. Right, who's going to win the thing then? Um, the winner's going to come from the bottom half and I right. think this is going to be Sabalenka's turn. That's what I think. Are you? Is it, you know what? It's going to be. The, the one time I think in the last however many Grand Slams I haven't picked Sabalenka, she'll now win it, I think. So mm. who else said today? Someone else told me today. They thought, oh, Anki Othvang, who I was with, I got predictions and obviously it was Djokovic and she went Sabalenka. And I've, for some reason, mm. not gone Sabalenka. I always go Sabalenka. Okay, so you've got Sabalenka yeah. against Goff with Sabalenka winning. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And we've also got a really great first round that we hadn't mentioned in Mira Andreva, the 16-year-old, taking on Zhiyu Wang. If she were to win that, Andreva, watch out. Watch out. She your dark horse? No. <laughs> Once she's won the first round, then maybe she will be my yeah, dark watch horse. Watch out. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm going to have Ostapenko. Be honest. I'm having Ostapenko as my dark horse because um, I like. Oh, do we get dark horse? I, um, yes. Would you like a dark horse? Well, if I can I have really a considered one, to be honest. If I can have a. Oh, no, well, uh, do you know what? I've picked what? Vekic. I've picked Vekic. 
Dark so horse. So she's my dark horse. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's the 20th seed. It's not really that dark, but you know. Well, look, I've, I've picked a, a former Grand Slam champion. So again, we, we haven't really gotten her. That's why I think you should have gone on, on Driva. That would be a can proper. You, can you imagine? I had her at the French Open. Donna Vekic now French makes the final. Well, I feel like such a baller. But but we've got it on tape. You can't change it because you had an opportunity to to stick with her, and now and you haven't. I've already hyped her up enough that I will happily accept that as a <laughs> as a win. A <laughs> I take that as a win. Right. So we've got there you go. we've got it. We got our picks. That is, we're all we're all set for Wimbledon. We are going to be working together, but apart, as we know that that always happens. Um, we will pass each other in certain rooms. We might throw to each other in commentary or we're both working five live, but they won't put us together at all. But we'll see each other normally in the mornings. And that's it, isn't it? Normally in the mornings? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. can have a little, little have chat a in the morning. Little chat in the mornings. Little chat uh, of, of tea, I should say. That sounds like we're going to start drinking in the mornings. Have a little drink in the morning. Um, we won't do that. Commentary wouldn't work. Uh, or it might do. And then we're going to get together for the pod at some point. We can't say when because we've got to look at our schedules. And hopefully at some point they'll either give us both a little early finish or both the same match and we can sneak away and, and round up week one. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm changing my pick. It's going to be Sabalenka Sviontek in the final. What? Sabalenka beats Sviontek. Bye. <laughs>